from the Truman State University Index. My name is Ryan Favoni, and this is Dry Ink. Today, we're talking to Rachel Becker, the Index News Editor, about the latest regarding residence halls and reopening in the midst of the pandemic. Today is Thursday, August 20th, 2020. How's it going? It's going good. Kind of a late night, but you know. I guess I'll start you off with the first question. What should students expect when coming to campus for the fall? So it's going to be a really different experience for those returners coming back this fall. A lot of the things we've kind of known to expect from the dorms in Sodexo and a lot of different on-campus necessities and stuff is going to be different. So first Mm -hmm. off, you're going to be noticing a lot more masks. Masks are now required in all university buildings, and that includes the dorms. If you're in someone else's dorm, you're asked to wear a mask. And if you're walking around the dorm halls, make sure you're wearing a mask, that type of stuff. Along with that, there's social distancing in the dorms now. So any sort of community space, whether that's a community kitchen, a study bubble, laundry room, now has a certain amount of people that can be allowed in that room at a time. They've kind of made those numbers based on how many people can be in there and maintain a six feet distance apart. So for instance, most study bubbles, at least in Ryle, have a one person limit. And then the lounges have a six person limit total. There's no more public computers in the dorms. So if you need to print something off, it looks like you're gonna have to either connect your laptop to the printer or you'll have to go to the library. Same thing with if you just needed to use those public computers, they don't have those anymore. Another thing is you're not supposed to be having outside guests. So they're asking that Truman students do not bring non-Truman students into the dorms. However, they haven't really talked about being able to enforce that yet. But yeah, so things are just going to be a little bit different. And are they doing any more like extra cleaning or anything to um, prevent the spread of the virus itself? So one thing I talked to Jamie Van Boxel, the director of residence life at Truman, and he made sure to clarify that there's a difference between cleaning and disinfecting. Disinfecting and cleaning are different. Cleaning is about what you would normally think of as a housekeeper doing in our residence halls, you know, deep cleaning the bathroom, the showers, the toilets, vacuuming, uh, sweeping, taking salt off the floors in the winter, you know, wiping down things. Um, Disinfecting is about taking a disinfectant product that the facility staff have acquired that's, you know, meant for germs, uh, killing germs, and having that disinfectant on the cloth and then wiping down a high-touch area. So... When it comes to cleaning, it's going to be the normal amount of deep cleaning once a day from the housekeeping staff. And then when it comes to disinfecting, the housekeeping staff is asked to disinfect all high-touch areas once a day, as well as the essays have their own quote-unquote house community, where that can be like Ryle 3 North. That's what that essay is in charge of. And that essay is asked to disinfect their house every single day, that is every weekday they're asked to do that. Just the high touch areas, doorknobs, the push bars on doors, stuff like that. 
as well as any areas that aren't covered by an essay. So that could mean the big lounges, the laundry rooms that might not hit as many times by house cleaning staff. All essays on duty, whenever they're on duty doing rounds, making sure doors are locked and that noise levels are pretty low around the, around the dorms, they're asked to also disinfect those high-touch areas from elevator buttons to lounges. Um, so it definitely sounds different from what students are used to. What should students expect from academic buildings? So for academic buildings, once again, it's going to be a very different atmosphere. Personally speaking, I've talked to a lot of students and a lot of students have their classes pretty hybrid, even though we are quote unquote in person this semester, there's still a lot of Truman students who decided to stay online or are taking half of their classes are online still. I know for me, even my classes are meeting, half of them are meeting through Zoom most of the week. So I'll only be going to classes around three times a week, truly. That's a big thing. So we're gonna be seeing a lot less traffic in the buildings. And over the summer, they made a big stride to make sure that all academic classrooms will have that social distancing aspect. Rather, that means taking out an extra amount of chairs and only allowing a certain amount of chairs in there for social distancing or adding in longer tables. So that way students aren't sitting right next to each other, but six feet apart. Um, or even for some classes, that could mean moving to different buildings than what they're used to. So for instance, one of my communication classes has been moved to the sub, like a lot of other people's classes, where it can accommodate more students in rooms that are a lot bigger and can have a higher capacity than some of the rooms that we're used to calling our classrooms. So that's the big stuff for sure. And another thing that I wasn't, really ready for or no one had told me before the semester started was that the attendance policy has been greatly revised. So now all faculty, it, they're asked not to penalize students anytime that they're absent or anything. And technically, yes, that does fall under the idea of if they're absent because they're not feeling well or they have contracted the coronavirus or stuff like that but also they are not allowed to require a doctor's note this time around. So mm -hmm. if I say that I'm not gonna be able to come to class for you know the Tuesday meeting or whatever it may be, my professor is not, should not be asking me, I need a doctor's note or else your grade will hurt. And something interesting with that is I've already seen some disparities between how professors are handling that change of policy and I was actually talking to a chair today, and he said that if students are facing those problems already, that they need to either go to their department chair for that specific department or the dean if they feel unsafe in that class or that they're being forced to go whenever they might be falling ill. Because that is a university policy at this point to not penalize students for being absent from class. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about that you'd want to? Something interesting in the dorms, the kind of background of the HIPAA laws. Basically, that's trying to protect people from not having their private information, especially medical information, being shared publicly. 
And that's specifically students, right? Yeah. So I was talking to Jamie Van Boxel about this. Anytime a student tests positive for coronavirus and they are living in the dorms, the people in the surrounding community, whether that means the roommate next to them, the room down the hall from them, anyone in that hall, no one will be alerted. Um, what won't be part of the process is community-wide notification. That that's not in line with um, laws and policies that govern people's health data. Um, you know, so it's folks that absolutely need to know in order to provide services to a student who test positive for COVID are the, are the staff at the university that will know, and it won't go beyond that small number of select individuals. Except for a very select few of staff members who will be helping that student um, with their isolation procedures, with their cleaning procedures, getting them food from takeout, stuff like that. A very select amount of upper level staff will be helping that student, but besides them, no one will be alerted there will be no public information saying, hey, in you know this floor of B&B, there's two coronavirus cases or anything like that, which is very interesting to me because then that poses the question of, is that a public safety concern at that point? And do the residents and students and even staff members at that point have the right to know that someone in their community is sick? Here's what else you need to know. The Great Lakes Valley Conference has postponed high-risk and high-contact sports to the spring semester. This means Truman football, volleyball, and men's and women's soccer won't compete this fall. Tennis, golf, and men's and women's cross-country are still permitted to compete. The GLVC has yet to make a determine on winter sports. While official numbers haven't been counted yet, Truman is expected to take another decrease in first-time students this year. Tiana Lang, the Vice President for Enrollment Management and Marketing, said she is expecting to be down roughly 100 new students this year, largely due to the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the university is making accommodations to attract more students. Truman's starting budget for the 2021 academic year is down by $9 million from last year. This cut to the budget is largely the result of fewer students on campus and state withholdings. Dave Rector, the Vice President for Administration, Finance, and Planning, said the reduction in budget has been accounted for through retirements and turnover in faculty and staff. That's all we have for you this week. For these stories and more, check out tmn.truman.edu. If you're not already, follow along on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Truman Index. See you next week.